Welcome, welcome, listeners. If you're a lover and a writer, you're in the right place. That's right. Scribes and Scribblers, you're back with uh, the Nib Section, official podcast of Fountain Pens Oceania. We've got a big room today for our 25th episode. It's episode 25, that's right. Uh, if our podcast was a person, you'd be wondering why all of its other podcasts' friends are getting married and uh, having little baby podcasts. Uh, but... For us, it's our favorite pen and stationery retailer episode, and we have a lot of people in here. I'll start with our uh, regular returning hosts, uh, generous benefactor Sharon. Welcome back. Thank you. I still haven't moved yet. Move update. Yeah. Hobbyist extraordinaire Brian, welcome back. Welcome back. Thank you for having me again. Okay, so we've got two newbies to the podcast. So first up, we have uh, Hayden, who's coming to us from uh, Dimmicks in Sydney, actually. Uh, Welcome to the show, Hayden. Hey, yeah, thanks for having me. We also have Jonathan, who uh, I've been told cuts up bits of brains for research, <laughs> and, uh, you know, which we can get into, or leave uh, cryptic, if you like. Uh, welcome to the show, Jonathan. Well, thank you for having me. Great stuff. Uh, what is everybody writing with today? I'll start off. I've got my Classic Pens uh, Pro Gear Rilo in the black and yellow, and I've got uh, Demon Twilight in it. This is my Masayama nib from Lucky M Yams, and uh, still really happy with it. Brian, do you want to go next? Um, writing with a Namiki Nippon Art Pengu Origami. I think it's an ebonite body with a makie finish. And I have Sailor Gentle's Nyoi Sumire in it. The one what color is that one? It's royal blue, one okay. of the understated ones. Okay. What about you, Jonathan? So I've got two. I've got my Mont Blanc 90th anniversary with the gear shape body and extra fine nib. And a Sailor with the hummingbird silkscreen print on it. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen that one before. Yeah, I, I haven't seen anything else like it. So it's just... one of the prettiest. I'm going to have to take a look at that later. Yeah, of course. What about you, Sharon? Going around so the that uh, sailor, the white sailor with the rose gold trim, that's actually my pen. Right. And John's willed it to me <laughs> in case anything <laughs> tragic may happen to him. Brian, <laughs> what size shoe are you? What, what, what? what size shoe are you, Brian? 4D? Why? 4D? 4T. <laughs> Four, oh, okay. Yeah, you can have my boots if anything happens. <laughs> so I have my Pelican M400 because, as everyone knows, I'm moving, so everything <laughs> is boxed up. Are you I'm, moving? I, have you heard? No. no. Um, I've got literally all my pens boxed up, and I'm rotating between essentially a Decimo and M400, which happens to be one of my favorites, and an M605. So I've been using the M400 uh, White Tortoise, which I do love. And what are you writing with today? Uh, so I'm bringing actually a vintage pen in. Um, it's a 1940s Parker Stripe Duofold in the major size, and they call it Dusty Red, so it's got this nice gray-green and uh, red striated body. Um, it's writing with an extra fine gold nib, and uh, I'm using J. Urban Vert Empire green. And- I, I really like that finish on the um, the duo folds. I, I, the dusty red. Yeah, that takes us into um, the body of the show. Um, we're going to jump right into our favorite pen and stationery retailers. Now, we prepared a list in advance. We had a complicated algorithm to, to figure out... Uh, the scoring system, but uh, we're going to start with our online retailers, whether that be in Australia or international. 
And then we're going to go into our top five uh, brick and mortys, our brick and mortar shops, whether that be here or um, internationally, once again. So we're going to take turns in ranks and uh, compile it at the end. Some, some shops are going to make it onto multiple lists, and those are the ones that are going to score the best out of it. So uh, starting with number five. Oh, quick disclaimer. Uh, before we start, all five of our hosts are based in Sydney because we record here. But most of us shop a lot online. Hayden works at Dimix in Sydney CBD, and John used to work at Penn Ultimate in Sydney. Uh, so if that uh, factors into any of our recommendations, then you can adjust for bias. But let's start off with round five, and let's go from Sharon. So my number five was Rakuten. Rakuten is a global store, but in particular, the one store that I spend all too much money at is Pent for their sparkly sailors, and we know my history with sparkly sailors. Yep. You have had relapses. Mm. Once or twice, mm. or three times. Uh, Brian, do you want to take your, your number five out of the bag? Yes, I'm currently actually checking the actual name, if it's Riviera or Rivera Pens. Well, we'll update that on the show notes. Anyways, that's where I got quite some of the, um, not say rare, but old versions that you can't really get anywhere else of my Hiramakie pilots. They have a huge range of vintage pilots and other things in there. So, Hayden, what's your number five? Uh, so, one of those Sydney bias things, uh, Peters of Kensington, which might have been mentioned on the show in previous podcasts. Uh, it's a Sydney-based department store, but they have a, a pretty extensive range of pens, and they're at killer prices. No other place in Australia can quite beat them, so they're really, really good for that. They've also um, recently opened up close uh, in the city as well, so for those of you ducking in and not wanting to go past uh, UNSW to, to pick something up, John... Your number five. Right, my number five is uh, La Cron du Comte from Netherlands. There have been some controversy regarding this store, but I like it for two main reasons. Sometimes they've got really good discounts, um, especially if they've got a sale on a particular item and then they release another sale code, you can stack them up. And secondly, they do lay-by options. So if you're getting a really expensive pen that you don't want to destroy your bank account with, you or can sell your kidneys too. Or sell your kidneys or multiple kidneys. You can pace yourself by paying that off. My number five is uh, Goulet. I think a lot of people get steered there from um, other online presences. And they've got a wide selection of sort of mid-range things. You can find a lot of things in one area, particularly their, their sample packages for um, inks. Let's move up to the fourth bracket. Sharon, do you want to go again? For Who do you have ranked fourth? At number four, I have Pen Chalet. They are an online store from the US, and reasons why I like Pen Chalet is that they have flat rate shipping for inks, <laughs> which is a huge deal. Um, I think one of the first orders I placed there was for about maybe 30 or 40 bottles of ink wow. and there was flat rate shipping for it and it wasn't exorbitant flat rate shipping i think it was like 17.99 or something to get from us to australia it got here super quick it was via priority mail shipping and yeah there it came packaged really well nothing was spilt um and the prices were very competitive there are also discount codes you can get from places like gourmet pens um, and sbre brown brian your fourth pick my fourth, this is where I start cheating. I thought about this, thinking that eBay is a single online retailer, but they call each individual store's store, so not really cheating. Okay, 
on my fourth place is eBay and the store's name is Pisuke2005. That's where, where did, what did I get from there? Again, Pilots. Pilots. Yes. Okay. I got a bunch of decimos from Pisuke2005. Uh, they give you free tea with every order. Oh. I think so I've, I've got a Japanese fan as a oh. gift at one point. Loyalty. I still, I, I still use it during summertime. Uh, Hayden, your fourth pick. Uh, so another Australian-based company, Milligram, formerly Notemaker. Just because they have pretty much an extensive range of designer stationery. They don't have so many pens, but yeah, their stationery is pretty good. John, uh, your yeah, fourth pick. My number fourth is Goulet Pens, but I'm sure they'll be discussing further details further on. My fourth is uh, Classic Pens, uh, Nibs.com. It would have ranked higher, which I'll talk about later, but it is a, a solid place to get a wide range of things. I think they only do gold nibs, is the, the one caveat. Well, let's go to third picks for everybody. This is where it's going to, I think we're going to start seeing some repeats and some, some of our, our stronger suggestions. Um, let's go to Sharon. So Hayden had already mentioned Peters of Kensington, and Peters of Kensington ranked at number three for me. For one reason alone, essentially the steep, steep discounts. They usually buy or source pens which are on closeout and they will get a spike massive, massively good deal from the actual supplier themselves and they tend to pass on those discounts to us happy uh, customers. So I've bought quite a lot from Peters of Kensington. Brian, your third pick. Third pick could be um, controversial, but I pick Engaika for this. Um, oh, shut it. Engaika. What's the name of them on, on Rakuten? Wan- Wancha? Wancha. Wancha on, 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 on Rakuten. It's Honey Hunt on Rakuten. Is it? Yep. Ah. Yeah, Engaika, back then when I used to buy quite a lot, he's really good, but when you get something really cheap, you can't really demand the utmost service. That's that's what I have in mind anyways. So I think the way Engaika works is that he doesn't keep any stock at his store. So every time you order something, then he'll have to sub-order it somewhere, and then it's going to take a while. That's why the long wait. But I'm fine with waiting. keeps me excited for longer. That's an assumption, right? Um, yes. Some things he does obviously keep in stock. Yeah, some of the ones that are popular, like the cheaper ones, yes, but... If it's a bit higher up, then he will actually look for you and then order for you. Yeah. Hayden, your third pick. I picked My Hardy Timberbox, which is uh, another Australian online retailer. Fantastic service, uh, super friendly, um, and yeah, again, competitive prices. Can't beat that price. Tingo, I believe. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Very, very, very engaged with the Fountain Oceania group. Third pick for John. My third pick is Bookbinders Online. I think they've got. A growing collection, it's really nice seeing them adding more stuff, especially the papers and the pens as well, but they'll be discussing further detail. Yeah. My third is uh, Milligram, for much the same reasons uh, as uh, Hayden mentioned. Not so much fountain pens, but stationery and just a general collection of, of writing wear. It's like a good place to stock up on a, a lot of things. Not not my preferred place to get a pen, but, uh, but they're there. You can look. There's, there's other stuff. Okay, final two spots for everybody. Let's start off with Sharon. Uh, So my second one was actually one that I'd completely forgotten about and was a last-minute addition 
that caused Diana Dye, fearless leader, to cringe and probably bang her head against a wall because I completely screwed up all the rankings. I'm so sorry for that. But number two is Overjoyed, which I'd completely forgotten about. But Overjoyed is a, again, it's a stationery store plus some really well-priced Twisbees back in the day. They also do closeouts on certain pens, so they come very at a very competitive price. But Overjoyed, the top thing it's got going for it is that it's based in Singapore and yet it can you can make an order at 4pm the previous day and it'll get to you by about 4pm the next day. It's free shipping over $85 Australian, I think. There's not really a weight limit. I've bought lots of Midori MDs from there. Fantastic. But the Midori MDs are no longer eligible for shipping. Correct. The Midori MDs now are no longer eligible for to be shipped to Australia. However, the anniversary editions are. So get them before they run out. <laughs> uh, second pick for Brian. Again, cheating from eBay. Multiple vendors. Yeah. Hobby underscore Japan. That's where I used to get all of my Hiroshizuku inks. They sell it currently at 26 or 27 for the 50 mil bottles and they do free shipping. So this is with the new bottles. Yeah. Do they have new yeah. bottles? Yeah. So the new bottles are no longer hand, and they're no longer hand blo- handmade, hand yep. blown. Um, oh. They're mass manufactured, yeah. so all the Iroshizuku ink prices have been dropped. The new bottles are like a it's little like bit rounder. rounder. Oh, um, I check that. I'm very, very one. behind. But even when it was hand blown, they were selling at 27, so I assume the price would be reduced. But still, compared to getting it at 46 currently, I think it's cheaper in, than that now. In I think the, uh, AU dollar recommend retail price about $30. Oh, okay. Because they were like 50 Yeah, they were very, very expensive. I've been hiding in a cave. We're going to Dimmicks after this. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Hayden, who's your second pick? Yeah, so Goulet Pens. Uh, most people in the pen scene globally will know of Goulet uh, in the US. Admittedly, I haven't even purchased anything from him. Um, I know, I know. <laughs> I rank him what so is highly. This? But, uh, and people are probably going to wonder why. Um, I have tossed and turned to buy stuff in before and I just haven't pulled the trigger but I know definitely I am a certainly will be a committed customer and I will buy stuff from him but I think he's just been a fantastic resource of knowledge and and wisdom Um, like all the videos he puts out week to week or it seems like like nearly every day now he's putting out videos and I think that's how a lot of people have gotten into fountain pens or have been enabled Um, he's a big enabler and uh, certainly pointed me in the right direction um, and super friendly too. Goulet was the first retailer I bought from. I don't, I don't think it was the uh, definitely the first international on, online order that I that I bought from. Mostly because nobody stocks at Pashi Sunset here. Um, <laughs> I think definitely about the sheer output of information. I've made maybe one purchase from Goulet, but the sheer information that has been put out put out there caused me to recommend. And if you're in the U.S., if you're based in the U.S., then the shipping's much less expensive, and I'm pretty sure you'll buy a lot more from Goulet than we do. John, your second pick. My number two is Classic Pens, also known as Nibs.com. That was founded by Mr. John Montreal, who's a nib meister, although he doesn't really do much nib work anymore. I've ranked them quite high because, firstly, well, sentimental value, um, I got my first Nakaya from them. Back then, I think they were the contact person between the Kaya and the West. So if you want to get the Kaya, you would have to go through nibs.com. I think they still are the only ones in America, right? Mm. Yeah. In America, right, yeah. 
I, I think there are a few European brick-and-mortar stores that do stock Nikaya as well, mm. from what I've heard. Also, they've got really good nib customizations. John Mortifield used to do them. Um, he made my Cursive Italic, which I really love. And they've also got a really comprehensive description of nib sizes on the website, which is really good to compare and get an understanding what's the difference between a stub or a Cursive Italic. I also think they have the most comprehensive photos out of most retailers and from multiple angles and mm-hmm. some just of the lower half of the body, some just of, you know, there's a, there's a real comprehensive set of pictures. Yeah, definitely. And I think they've also got a really good pre-loved section as well. So if you wanted to get Nakaya that you don't mind that's been used before, you can get one for a fairly decent price. That tends to be winding down though. That's where I got my mm, book, Eleven, yeah. actually. Mm. Just happenstance happened to be on there. I would have ranked nibs.com higher. Uh, I've gotten great service from them, but I did, with the uh, OMAS that I got from them, I told them that they sent me the wrong nib, and it took them two and a half to three months to email me back, okay. and by that point, I've, you know, I've, I've, I'm already using this pen, I, ca- I can't be bothered sending it back. <laughs> that dropped them a few points, but otherwise, their nib work uh, and everything else from them has been very professional. My second pick is Bookbinders Online. Bookbinders Online being probably the, uh, I would recommend the the best place to get uh, an 823 locally. Just a good set of, mix a mix between fountain pens, inks, uh, as well as stationery. Um, yeah, um, you can get TR pads there. They're my second pick, and I think that there's a solid pick. I've, I've made uh, a couple of orders from them. All right, top draft picks from everyone. <laughs> Let's uh, round it out and let's uh, crunch the numbers afterwards. So over to Sharon, your first pick is... This one I knew was my top pick and I started my list with this one at number one, which was Pen Classics New Zealand. Uh, So Renee, who we've had help us out on the podcast during our anniversary Q&A session, he is an absolutely fantastic guy to deal with. I have placed orders with him before. And actually, so the thing about Pen Classics, which really left a lasting impression, was that I had mentioned on FPO at one point that I was after a particular pen and I was having certain frustrations with trying to get this particular pen. And Renee actually reached out to me personally and said, hey, I can do a special order for you of this particular pen. What do you think? Um, Do you want to go via this particular route? And... That to me was just someone who was so engaged with the community and really cared and went out of his way to give me that extra service, which I haven't gotten from anyone else in a very, very long time at a retailer. So I will be going back to Classic Pen, uh, Pen Classics, sorry. (laughs) Classic Pen, Pen Classics is getting, uh, uh, Pen Classics New Zealand, huge shout out for Renee and his services. And when he sends packages, he wraps them very nicely and it comes with a wax seal. So Pen Classics New Zealand from Sharon. Brian, your top eBay retailer. Yeah, <laughs> Making this list made me realize that I don't really shop outside of eBay. Fleabay. Yeah, whatever you call it, it's a wonderful place. If you look hard enough, maybe you can find a baby there that you can buy. I think that's a dark web. <laughs> oh, is it? <laughs> Next to the kidney section. <laughs> That's where where you'll mine. find John's kidneys. <laughs> um, anyways, my top um, online retailer is Cherry Sears Japanese. It's a mouthful, but maybe similarly to Sharon and her Pan Classics New Zealand relationship, this guy is based in Japan and 
he has gone out of his way to find me a pen that I've been wanting and then I said, can you beat this price? Um, let me think about it and then he always does. One of my most memorable moments in this is when I was trying to get my Raden VP. I was having my foot massage in um, Thailand and I was, I was um, nailing him back and forth. But I did get the cheapest option out of everywhere for that Stripe Raden VP. I've bought also from, uh, I've bought a lot from Olivier <laughs> at uh, Cerisier Japonais. Yeah, that's his um, name. Olivier, who is really fantastic to deal with and um, is very upfront and honest with mm. what he can mm. deliver and what he can't deliver. For instance, I asked him for a sailor, a white sailor with rose gold trim, and he said, look, the earliest I'm going to be able to get you one of these, because they're on back order, mm. is going to be three months, I'd recommend you don't order with me, yeah. and order elsewhere where they have current stock. So he's very upfront about that. Yeah, that's um, the nice thing. Yeah, great guy. So, Cerisier Japonais from Brian. Mm -hmm. Hayden, your top spot. So back to Asturia again, uh, Pensive Pens by James Finnis, fellow member in Fountain Pens Oceana. He's probably been mentioned on the show before, but uh, for those who don't know him, he's a, a really, really nice guy who makes his own pens, but also sells a number of other pens like Twisby and uh, a range of inks uh, like Robert Oster, which is quite popular here in Australia. He has very, very competitive prices on those, uh, and I'd much, much prefer to shop from him than, than somewhere else, uh, even if they're offering it for a better price. I just think he's just a lovely guy, and uh, it's really good to support locally-based uh, manufacturers and support the community. I believe James also had a little bit of um, damage recently with uh, some flooding. So if you are on the fence about ordering from uh, Pensive Pens, our, our resident uh, local, James Finnis, who uh, by all accounts is, is a lovely guy, has been funding some um, damage that he needs to recover from. So James was actually the first Australian retailer of Robert Oster inks other than Robert Oster himself. Also, another fun fact, he's based out in, we like to say middle of nowhere, but it's a place called Yass in New South Wales that has been made famous by Queer Eye for the, uh, for the Straight Dog. Yes! Yeah. Yes! Ah, very recently. <laughs> very recently. Yeah. So, that's Pensive Pens from Hayden. John, you're, uh, you're number one. My number one isn't exactly an online retailer. It's the Fountain Pen Network, which is a forum. But they do have a trading and a sales um, section. Why it's number one for me is mainly because of the sheer volume that goes through. There are lots of people that are selling the pens, a free love. Um, some of them do have an online presence as well, but they're all pen enthusiasts and you get to find some really interesting things. So I got two of my Danny trios from a medical doctor who was selling oh, also pens. Kevin. Yeah, Kevin. He goes by Opera Doc or Wine Doc, depending oh, on which forum you look at. He, I, I don't know how, but he's got some amazing contacts with Danny Trio, and that's how I ended up with one of my most prized Danny Trios, is the Setsugeka, where they only made 30 pieces of oh. it, and I got number five. He used to be the distributor for Danny Trio in North America. Ah, oh, right. Back in the day. Even as a medical doctor as well. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's passion. It was part-time wow. gig. So Kevin facilitated the Fountain Pen Network they call it the um, the Fountain Pen Network Fellowship yes, Pen, right, which yeah. I happen to have one of them. Excellent. It was, I think, 80 of them made. Mm -hmm. He managed to organise for Danny Trio to do special production of his pen. 
So the fountain pen network uh, hub of trading is uh, John's number one pick. Uh, my number one pick was mentioned earlier, and it's a Rakuten. Again, a global store based, uh, re retailers based out of Japan. Um, and I've gotten virtually every pilot and sailor that I didn't get secondhand off there. Um, I've also bought Red Wing boots off there. <laughs> um, it, it's uh, in general, like, regardless of who you're ordering from, I've had very prompt responses as to whether they have stock or not. I've had very professional and really quick shipping. If you get Japanese EMS, uh, I would argue if you got something sent from Perth to Sydney, not express. And if you got EMS sent to you, you'd get the EMS first. It's pretty good. And I've, I've got... But the rates are very low as well, the EMS. Very, very achievable. You know. It's government subsidized. Is it? Oh, sorry, this is Diana. Just to explain to users, um, especially in the US, I think, who don't make use of Rakuten, Rakuten, I think, is described um, sometimes as like the eBay of Japan, but it's very different. It's a platform where retailers have an online store, but I think there are much... There's much more monitoring of who is allowed to be on Rakuten and the sort of services you have to provide when you're on Rakuten. So and there's much more assurance of the quality of the goods and the service that you're getting on Rakuten than, say, on eBay. But it's it's a little bit difficult to navigate if you don't understand Japanese. Yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah, a lot of the descriptions that are provided, like, I think you kind of have it's to know that. It's hilarious to watch the for. descriptions. You have to know the item that you're looking for. Uh, I find it easier to just scroll past and go to the selections of options. So if you're looking for a particular pen, then I'll scroll right past everything they have to say to me about it, and I'll just puzzle out what nib that I can get, etc. But uh, I think it's a very, uh, very responsive, and uh, you don't have to worry about if the vendor has a good reputation or not. Um, at least I haven't had to. So let's crunch the numbers. Brian, do you want to let us know who's at third place? I think it's multiple people. Third, yeah. Pen Classics New Zealand, Cherry CA Japanese, uh, Milligram, FPN, and Pensive Pens. Everyone vying for that uh, third spot. I think all, all pretty strong. All pretty strong recommendations. We've set our piece on some of those. Uh, Sharon, do you want to let us know who is second? Uh, second is Rakuten and ClassicPensNips.com. Both big recommendations from our hosts and reliable, although maybe maybe not for uh, emails. Hayden, do you want to tell us who's uh, first for the online retailers? So the first one is uh, Goulet Pens tied with Bookbinders Online. Yeah, that's quite an interesting bundle there. Yeah, not, not exactly who I thought was going to be first, but both, both solid, I would say... If you're after a similar experience to Goulet pens, then Bookbinders would be the Australian... Or maybe Milligram. Yeah, Milligram too, um, which has, has made it to our third spot. I think that Brian Goulet's sheer output of material has rewarded him here, and he's um, <laughs> eased into our top spot of our um, online retailers. Can we have honourable mentions for yeah. online retailers? Yeah, sure. Who, who, who do you have to uh, recommend to us? Um had a couple of people who didn't make it onto the list. So, honourable mentions, um, Brian Greer of Chatterley, uh, Chatterley Luxuries. Oh, yes. Chatterley. 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 Depends on how you want Someone help me with the, with the pronunciation. Chatterley? I think it would be Chatterley, if it's like Lady Chatterley. Yeah, I thought it was Chatterley. Yeah, that's probably. Chatterley. Anyway, we can debate this a long time. 
Brian Greer. So I dealt with Brian before he actually set up Chatterley Luxuries. Great guy, really fast service, and have bought a fair few things from him as well. So that my honourable mention goes to him. He does do some exclusive um, designs for his, his store, doesn't he? Mm. Yeah, yeah, so he did um, one of my favourite Visconti's gasp, um, which was he did his own ripple, Visconti ripple design, which is quite amazing. Uh, honorable mention for me is uh, Pendleton Brown, who is an eBay vendor. Um, you may have heard of him, Brian. Uh, I suppose he's, he's uh, most interesting in that he sells pens online out of his eBay site, preloaded with his BLS, which is a butterline stub, a cursive metallic type. And I have had one of those before, um, which was quite nice. He's just an additive that no one else has mentioned. It's an easy way to buy a pen uh, that is brand new with a grind already on it, um, rather than having to go through someone else or to two parties for that. All right, that takes us to our top five brick-and-mortar stores, Australian and international. Now, I haven't done a whole lot of this, so I'm going to be leaning over <laughs> onto you guys a lot. But let's start off with, let's start off with Hayden this time. Uh, Hayden, uh, who's your fifth pick for brick and mortar? Uh, yeah, so I mentioned Peters of Kensington before. Pretty much the same deal, whether you shop online or go in store, um, you're going to get the same service. Uh, I actually had this tied with a now-closed store that was in Surrey Hills uh, in Sydney here, a little store called Paper 2, and it was just stepping into another another little world, little vintage goods and paper delights, uh, but alas, it no longer exists. When did they close? I think they closed at the start of this year, yeah. With uh, was it on Crown Street or is Crown Street? Little, yeah, near the like, library. Yeah. Oh, like I just think down I know the one you're yeah. talking about. Yeah, very quaint, oh. but uh, obviously not a lot of stationary lovers in Surrey Hills. Not in Surrey Hills. <laughs> That's unfortunate. John, do you want to go next? So my number five is Kinokuniya. I think it's just such a lovely bookstore with all these Japanese um, stationery. It's a little happy place in the city. What about you, Brian? Your fifth pick. I don't know which one to on my number five but it's between Dimmix and Peters of Kensington Dimmix for the absolute gorgeous customer service and uh, Peters of Kensington for the sublime price that they can offer so it's really hard I mean I, I'm just recommending Officeworks again you, it's going to be very obvious <laughs> that I've done a lot of work um, but the, you can get prayers at, uh, at Officeworks very expensive prices 40-something dollars. Yeah, 56? 40-something or is 50? It? No, it's oh. under 50 I mark. believe prayer is at Kino are in the vicinity of uh, $80. Which oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, crazy. then, I retract. Yeah, yeah, um, which, which I will get into. Um, but the rhodia pads are pretty staple there, as well as a, a bunch of other stuff. It's, it's quite easy to get staples. Nothing, nothing too flesh, but, like, very effective... It's good if you don't live in a city where there are pen shops. Definitely. If you're out in a rural area, you can definitely pick up a Rodia pad or something like that, or a Lamy pen. Definitely. Sharon, your number five? Uh, my number five was Dimmick Sydney. They've got a very good range, and that range has expanded as of uh, recent, I'd say, 18, 24 months. It has really expanded. Um, customer service is usually pretty good. I've seen Hayden. Hey, I've seen Hayden during a sale, and I think the customer service during sales gets a little bit frantic just because of the sheer number of demands that people are throwing at him. But otherwise, I've bought a fair bit from Dimmick Sydney, and I think they're a very good retailer. Okay, fourth picks for everybody. Let's go again to Hayden. 
Uh, yeah, so Bookbinders Online, based up in Queensland, which has already been mentioned, yeah. You've been to the, the actual store? Yeah, uh, it's just out of Brisbane. Um, yeah, it's a cute little shop, very well displayed. Yeah, I like a store with a story. John? Right, uh, my number four is Peter's v Kensington, firstly for its price point. Secondly is that you can find some really interesting things there. One such example is the Montegrappa Luxo Anubis inkwell. It has the head of the Egyptian god Anubis and the bottom is like a, a funeral jar. It was an inkwell. I've never seen that before until that's, I walked in. That's a huge ass inkwell. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's quite substantial and it is made from sterling silver and labradorite. Uh, it's just quite impressive. It's like a funeral urn essentially. Well, it, it's designed it like a vase. The coolest thing I'd ever seen at Peters of Kensington was a new inbox bottle of Penman Sapphire with a label underneath, not for sale. <laughs> <laughs> That's almost like, what's, what's her name? Kaoru uh, flailing <laughs> that pen that she's not selling. Uh, and then, Brian, who's your fourth pick? My fourth pick, and Sharon's going to make a face, uh, it's G Toya in Japan. I don't know what others have experienced, but when I was there, it was quite sublime, and I had to wait, but then again, I enjoyed looking around whilst I wait, and if you queue, then you'll get service. Is that the one mm-hmm. at Ginza? Yes, the one at Ginza. The, yeah, the big building, not the small one. The small one is not too good. Sharon, who's your fourth pick? My fourth pick was Milligram in Melbourne. So I went to the Milligram store a couple of months ago, and it was my first time in there. It's a very quaint little store. My fourth pick is Itoya as well. I walked out of there with stuff I didn't need, like just because <laughs> everything was great. I walked out with a giant pair of brass scissors. and um, Just because. Yeah, and, uh, and a brass uh, pencil case. Is this the one at Ginza as well? Yeah, well, which one is the tall one? With the yeah, Ginza. Ginza. Yeah, yeah. The one that they have, I think, in one of the top floors a huge range of paints and papers and everything. Yeah, yeah. So nice and it's good for... I too much for... money for those brass I don't <laughs> cut up enough paper. <laughs> Do you cut up any paper? <laughs> Very little. Nothing that would necessitate brass scissors, but big fan of their work. <laughs> All right. Top three for everybody. Uh, let's go again to Hayden. Uh, so I've selected Bespoke Letterpress and they're based in a small town south of Sydney called Barrel. They're a new sort of arrival on the stationary scene, um, and as it kind of indicates in the title, they do letterpress kind of paper, and for those people that don't know, it's uh, used with uh, a big old iron machine. Uh, letterpressing was used to be quite popular back in the day, and you don't see a lot of it today, so it's nice to have sort of a, a vintage feel to your stationery. I know there are some here that you know might not recommend bespoke letterpress, because uh, it's kind of a bit of a hodgepodge, uh, whether their stuff is fountain pen friendly, whether it's not. And I've tested some products and it is, and others not. When you ask them, they don't seem to be quite clear on, you know, what is fountain pen friendly. They reckon everything's fountain pen friendly, but it's clearly not. Do they they mill their own paper, or do they just bind it there, or what's what's the... I think they're just binding it, yeah, as far as I'm aware. But they do have, I think it's about five or six different letterpress machines that they've collected, and uh, yeah. It's right. they, they have a store at the Strand, don't they? They do have a pop-up yeah. store, a yeah. permanent pop-up store, yeah. yeah. They okay. have beautiful stationery. The designs are fantastic. I bought all my Christmas cards from them last year. <laughs> I used two, which never got sent out because they're so fountain pen unfriendly. They just feather oh, all over shop. I'm like that with Duomo in QVB. It's like <laughs> beautiful lambskin covers that I've 
torn the paper out of to make yep. other things with. Um, over to John for your third pick. Now, my third would be Dimix in Sydney. They've got really good stationary range, especially the papers, and they've got a growing fountain pen or pen section as well, which is really nice to see. I think Dimix is ranked uh, higher a little bit later. Yes. So, uh, We'll leave that for a bit. Brian, your third? I think I'm still in love with my last trip to Japan. And from here on until number one, uh, stores in brick and mortar in Japan. My number three is uh, the place that Sharon was trying to drag me into earlier. But my, I have other baggages that I have to carry around. And by baggages, he means people. Yeah, <laughs> family. Yes. So that place is called Sekaido. They don't have too big of a range for fountain pens, but I found the cheapest rate for Kakunos there. So I bought eight, and right. one of my mates um, asked me to bring back 12. Okay. Uh, the salesperson actually had to go to the back room to get that, um, that whole new pack of unopened Kakunos. Just, just if, if you're paying attention, that uh, eight and 12 are both uh, multiples of oh, our four. get the four Kakunos oh, yes. uh, policy. GTFK. Uh, Sharon, who's your third pick? Uh, my third pick is Aesthetic Bay in Singapore. Yeah, I think we're going to talk about them a little bit more later on. My third pick I have completely forgotten about and I'm changing, but it's not going to affect the rankings, boss, so don't worry. <laughs> They're also a retailer and I should have uh, remembered them earlier. But Wonder Pens in Canada... They've got a great online presence. They seem to engage with their community really well. They do uh, a few little um, exclusives. I only remembered because the folio that I've got from them is uh, Wonder Pens exclusive A4, and it's made by Superior Labor from Japan. Chuck, I'm not sure you're allowed to rank them on brick and mortar when you haven't actually visited their brick and mortar. <laughs> so their online presence is such that... Um, <laughs> I actually know more about the family that runs them than, like, any family by my own. Um, they're, like, very... Uh, like, they're, they're just a... Uh, they, they appear to be, like, a really charming bunch of people. And, look, there are a lot of photos. Uh, <laughs> so so I'm, I'm going to recommend them. But it doesn't change any of the rankings. All right. Top two spots now. Um, second place for Hayden. Who have you got? Milligram Melbourne, yeah. I believe you've ranked them the highest. Uh, yeah, number two. Um, anything you want to say about them that uh, Sharon hasn't gone into? Just that it's refreshing, I think, to have new types of stationery stores on the scene. Officeworks has been around for a long time, and for our American audiences listening, it's kind of like the staples of Australia. And that's all we've really had, and the odd quaint shop here and there. And they've come and gone, but Milligram seems like a, a force to stay, and they've got uh, some good fountain pen-friendly stationery. Second place for you, John. So this is a bit biased, but it's penultimate, but the Chifley Plaza store for a number of reasons. Firstly... Wait, where's uh, the Chifley Plaza store? I'm sorry? Where's the Chifley Plaza store? Uh, so that's Plaza. in... Chifley yeah, <laughs> Plaza, it's in, the, it's in the CBD, closer towards Circular Quay. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've ranked them quite high for a few reasons. One of them is the staff that works there. Currently, it's managed by uh, Julian, who is really knowledgeable in vintage and the pens that we do have in stock. But he's got a great passion for it. He's really patient and he's quite fair with customers. Secondly, it's the decor of the place. Uh, they've got beautiful parquet floorings and uh, like wooden cabinets. And there is this wall display of antique or vintage fountain pens, such as like the Watermans, the Parkers and the Marby Todds. It's almost like a little museum on the wall. 
Yeah, and are any of them for sale, or is it just on display? I don't know. I mean, I, I can't say I don't know. You, you could ask Julian maybe, yeah. <laughs> if, if you do walk in to see him. All right, over to Brian, second place. Bung box. Oh, I think Sharon's going to talk about it a bit later on. Spoiler the- alert! <laughs> so, so uh, sorry. Bung box is one of my favorite places. I think it's mainly because of the Kaoru. She's so nice, and although she flailed around um, those gorgeous pens, but sorry, not for sale. This is the second really mention. Annoying. I feel like yeah. this is sticking with you. What? <laughs> yeah, I know. It is. It is, it is very trauma- traumatizing, scarring. Yeah, uh, but- all three. Sharon, you're your second place. Uh, my second pa- place goes to... Nagasawa, which is a chain of pen stores in Kansai, Japan. The two that I want to shout out in particular are the one in Umeda, which is in Osaka, and then the other one, which is the pen style den in Kobe. Umeda has the broader selection of pretty much everything, including stationery as well as pens, and it's just very easy to get to because it is pretty much in the center of Osaka. And the pen style den is is underground. I th- yes, I think it's underground, or it feels like it's underground inside a bookstore, and it's just got shelves and shelves of pens, both new, exclusive editions, vintage, and a really good selection of inks. So the Nagasawa chain brought out the Kobe inks, and also it's got a good selection of Nakayas. I've bought a lot of pens from both Umeda and Pen Style Den, including my own Nakaya Decapod Twist in Heki Tamanuri was from there, as well as another Raiden pen and another one. And another one. All right, And another one. Well, my, my second place is uh, for Dimex as well, just as like a, a long standing force in um, Sydney CBD, easy to get to. And you know, I segued into pens from books, so books, which will go into my first place recommendation. But being around books, uh, I think, is is conducive to getting into pens. Which leads us to our first place spots for everybody. All right, we're going to go over to Hayden. Yeah, so leading off Chuck's second recommendation, my number one is actually Dimmicks as well. Um, and this may, may or not be surprise, surprising surprise. for people. As mentioned at the start of the show, I work at Dimmicks, so... Uh, Adjust yeah. for bias. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just a little bit of bias there. But I think on the whole, like I've taken a fairly objective stance. I think there is a real want for decent stationery and not just, you know, whatever you're going to get from, from Office Works, you know, your, your crappy Spyrex pads or something like that. I've worked there... S- for many years, probably five, six years now, and uh, it's gone from a place that was very similar to Officeworks to a place that now really specialises in designer stationery and things that are fountain pen friendly, and I'm happy to be a part of that. Hayden, clear up this question for us. Why is it that Dimmix Sydney CBD is the only Dimmix that has a large stationery <laughs> section? Yes. So, actually, it's a different store. So, it does say on the front of the building, uh, you've got the Dimmick's Bookshop, and then next to it is Dimmick Stationery. It is well be- before I started working there. There was a separate business there, um, and I think they were just filling the space, the retail tenancy next to the bookshop, and... Uh, you know, whack Dimmicks on the front of it and put stationery afterwards and you could sell any, any product. You could probably sell Dimmicks cupcakes there if you really wanted to. <laughs> so I think that happened a long time ago and there used to be a big brick wall between the two shops so you couldn't travel between the book or stationery store and uh, now they're one and the same. 
Definitely um, one of my favorites. Also, shots fired at Spyrax. We're awaiting your eventual uh, reply. Over to John, your first n- place recommendation. My, my number one um, spot is Aesthetics Bay in Singapore, also for a number of reasons. Firstly, I was born there, so I've been to the store a few times. The range of products that they carry is quite extensive. They've got really nice decor. This is quite conducive for sitting down and writing and trying out pens. They've got a number of limited editions, which are a bit harder to come by. And the main reason why I rank them number one is because they do get visiting nibmeisters from Japan to come and service your pens. So, for example, they've got uh, Mr. Shinichi Yoshida from Nakaya to come and look at any of the Nakaya pens that you might have purchased in the past, and he will tweak them or adjust them to suit your hand better. Because I guess their motto is for your hand only. Yeah. So it's very customised, and that's why the number one for me. And I will give a shout-out to a lovely sales assistant there called Zoon, who is my preferred sales assistant. I, every time I go to Singapore, which is probably more than I care to admit, mm. um, I go visit Aesthetic Bay, and Zoon is always the one who serves me when I'm there, and she's very knowledgeable, very calm, and tolerates you playing around, dipping, trialling, doing whatever you like with the pens, like within reason. <laughs> like, I like how you said that tolerates. Like, <laughs> I know I'm being difficult. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I never leave there empty-handed. Aesthetic Bay. Uh, that's John's number one pick. Brian, your number one pick. I don't know why this one is not mentioned before, but Kingdom Note. I don't know, for some reason, I love that place. It's a tiny spot at the top floor somewhere in um, Shinjuku. And um, I have gotten lost twice trying to find that place, at least. Um, I don't know how many times you have. I don't know if that dog... There's Painting a dog, there. so there's a, um, a this bank. This is the way Sharon navigates yes. to Coming out of Shinjuku Station, there is a picture of a dog, which is the advert for a bank in Japan, and Just it's on now. roller shutters, and the dog has unfortunately passed away as of yeah. earlier last month. Um, I'm very sad. I don't know if they're going to take down the picture of this dog. But literally, there's a dog doing um, holding its paw up, and... I follow that dog and I know I have to cross the road at the dog and then I have to go behind and take a right. That's how I remember how to get to Kingdom Node. This is an actual treasure map that you're talking about. Yeah, so if this... I have a picture of the dog. Is gone. I'll, 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 we'll upload a picture of the dog. Ten paces. <laughs> Turn left. So just you know, Shinjuku is a hectic place and I, I stayed there for like a week and a half. I still couldn't navigate properly. Shinjuku is an area in Japan. Yeah, in... Tokyo, it's a um, suburb in suburb. Tokyo. Talking about Kingdom Note, I think the only reason why I really like that place is because of the inks that they have, the series of Kingdom Note inks that they collaborate with Sailor. They are all named in Latin. Maybe my inner science thingy is reaching out and saying that, yep, that's the ink for me. And I did go home with 12 bottles of inks. And then how many did you... A few. Brian mulled a couple of bottles of ink back for me because I ran out of space in my luggage. <laughs> yeah. I think uh, I did run out of space in my luggage and then I have to um, spill it over to my wives and my moms <laughs> and my brothers and my sisters. <laughs> they weren't happy. Oh dear. Oh, That's on, why I call them baggages. On, on that note, Sharon, who is your number one pick? My number one pick is Bung Box. Yeah, sorry for the spoiler. <laughs> in Shibuya area, Shibuya Harajuku area. 
And, and how do you get there from the dog photo? It's a six-kilometer walk or something from the dog photo. Sure. I haven't attempted it, but uh, Bung Box, I think, really have um, hit it onto the big scene as of recent years with their inks. So one of their most famous inks is the Bung Box First Love, which is one of the most gorgeous blues. And I will fight off anyone who says otherwise. I think it is a stunning blue ink. Does but it get more attractive um, the, the longer you look at it, the older you are? Oh, first love always stays fresh. <laughs> but uh, the store itself is tiny. It's actually just a little room. And when you go in, they have a limited selection of pens. They have testers for all of their exclusive inks, which are done in collaboration with Sailor. But the highlight is the store owner there, whose name is Kaoru. She is the mastermind behind a lot of their customized designs. And she's about the sweetest person you'll ever meet. She also... How can you say that? <laughs> so the thing that Brian's really bitter about is that she has so many limited editions. And they're all, they literally are a limited edition and once prototypes. they're sold out. And prototypes, yes. And once they're sold out, they won't come back again. And she will delight in showing you and sharing her passion for pens by showing you all these special limited editions. And she just says, sorry, not for sale, is the extent of her English when you ask her how much it costs or uh, where can I buy one. They're beautiful pens and we'll upload some photos for you guys to have a look. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I would be that way about Diana had I not found my Omas vodka lemon. (laughs) Uh, Sorry, not <laughs> <laughs> my, my number one is not uh, as flashy a place, but it's just a place that I've spent a lot of time for both uh, reading, writing, and uh, immediately adjacent to coffee and ramen uh, purposes, and it's Kino Kuria in um, Sydney. I, for the longest time, wouldn't meet anybody anywhere in the city. Like, if I was meeting them in the city, it wouldn't be town hall steps. It'd be like, look, I'm going to be in Kino Kuria. Just yeah. find me... Find me Somewhere there. Now that I actually uh, live somewhere instead of just with my parents, it is compounded that downstairs is Muji, which I can kind of <laughs> troll around. It's 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 really just a one one stop destination. It's a real little little Japan mecca. There, it is. It, it is, um, and it's it's a great little spot. I have spent a lot of time at Kinokuniya, and look the. Prices are not the most competitive. I'm going to tell you that. Yeah, it's like eighty to eighty eight dollars for a. One of the collared prayers. Um, I'm not sure about the other ones. They they sell the VPs there as well, but again, not the most competitive pricing because they're not really a pen store. They're stationery and books first. I, I bought a lot of Yoroshizuku inks from them just because I've been like, I'm here. But um, yeah, I've gotten a lot of uh, a lot of books and a lot of pens and inks from there. They're they're my personal favorites. So um, let's go to John. You tell us who's third. I believe it's... Uh, the third is Aesthetics Bay I believe Singapore. it's your number one spot. Yes, my number one spot. Yep. So Aesthetic Bay, if you're ever in Singapore, check it out. Um, Sharon, do you want to tell us who's second? Second is Bung Box in Japan. If you're ever there, go check mm-hmm. it out. Mm-hmm. And Hayden, why don't you tell us who's first? <laughs> surprise, surprise. <laughs> it's uh, Dimmick Sydney. Yeah. <laughs> but well-deserved, because it was on almost everyone's list. Mm. Yeah, uh, in varying varying spots, but uh, definitely well received by the locals. Now that we we do have a little space here for special awards. Whatever comes to whatever comes to mind. Rest in peace. So the best rest in peace stores. 
for me, Richard Binder's store. Oh. I'm very, very oh. upset that he no longer actually sells pens, but he is still part of the community. Uh, it was a sad day when his store was stopping. He doesn't stopping. do the attic sale things anymore? Um, I think he does them one-off, but you oh. used to be able to buy just customised nibs from yeah. him direct, and I, I treasure the uh, nibs I do have from him. And then another rest in peace, Oscar Braun pens. So Pamela Braun used to run that store and... Um, they, they had a very limited range, but the uh, price point was truly competitive and they would have specials of the week that you'd literally sit around refreshing a page to check out. And the customer service there was spectacular. So rest in peace. My uh, award for like most niche store would be uh, Tokyo Quill. Um, mm-hmm. Like really just the place to go if you want a red 845 a red customer Rushi and uh, the clear eight two three. Yeah, the clear eight two three, particularly with the um, with the oh, FA name. They they don't appear to do a whole lot more else on their online store, but they do those things so well that pre-orders are backed up into next year. Aren't they the only um, retailer for eight two threes that sell it with a Waverly nib? I'm pretty sure with that's Waverly them. posting FA or the custom all the size fifteen ones. nibs. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're the only ones. So everyone funnels into there. It's a real niche. It's one company and like three models, and they're backed into next year for pre-orders. And it's not even in Tokyo. Yeah, <laughs> it's south of Tokyo. Yeah, so that's that's my award for um, niche. Oh, this is Diana. I don't know what to call this one, but I have to name two because no one's talked about them yet. First, online, I think one store that I want to mention was Peyton Street Pens, who are American-based. They sell, I think, mostly secondhand and vintage, but they have a really good wide range. The website is very easy to navigate. The search functions are good. The service is really good. They have good photos, very detailed descriptions of the pens. The shipping is reasonable, and I've never had any issues with any of the pens that they've sent me. So um, that's one good source for vintage and secondhand pens if you're looking for them. The other one is... um, you guys have, most of you have been to um, Japan, but you haven't mentioned Eurobox. <laughs> oh, yes. That was, that was in, on my list, but I, I bumped it for something else. Okay. So, um, so Eurobox was the brick and mortar store that I spent the most money in when I was in Tokyo. They're very niche and it's very much of a potluck. Um, what you find when you get there, there is very, very little store in Ginza. Ginza in this very old historic building. You reach it on the level, on the fourth level, through this old style elevator where I, you have I, to manually close the doors yes. um, or and the crank stairs. it up, <laughs> or take the stairs on the way down. I spent about twenty minutes trying. I looked it up at Google Maps and I circled the whole block trying to find. It's very the difficult to find. It's insane because Google find. Maps isn't very good in in Tokyo. In, yeah. in Japan, I okay. Funny story. Um, when I was in Tokyo, I specifically selected my hotel to be in that area within walking distance of Eurobox and Itoya Ginza. What I didn't realize because um, they don't make it easy for you to buy things from Eurobox. Let's put it that way. It's not open every single day. I don't think they post up the days that they are open very far in advance. So if you're going to make an international trip, you don't know 
which days it's going to be open when you book your tickets. You're just going to have to like sort of cross your fingers and hope that it's open if you want to visit. It's but cash they, only. It's, it's, oh, yeah. it's cash or PayPal only. A lot of Japan is cash only. They don't take credit cards. Yeah. Mm. So what happened was I didn't know that it was cash only and they wouldn't accept credit cards. What, I think I bought two or three pens. Um, from them they wouldn't accept my credit card I was leaving for a plane in the afternoon I was I was really desperate um, because it was a Nakaya and an Omas I really wanted and what happened was they said through minimal English I will accept PayPal and what I did was I didn't have my PayPal set up on my phone so I ran back to my hotel got my laptop out paid for it online ran back to the store (laughs) confirmed with them that I paid for the pens on PayPal and then they give me my pens (laughs) So that's Eurobox. I was going to mention Peyton Street pens, um, but uh, I haven't actually purchased from there. But I, I did find it very educational and um, a, a good resource to spot a good vintage pen as well. Well, I think that might take us out of our uh, main part of the podcast. If you think we've missed any notable brick and mortar or online store, you know, shoot oh, us an email. Applebaum. We did miss that one. All right. Well, it takes us into our recommendation section. So for uh, the new hosts, uh, that's where we recommend something that we like. doesn't have to be stationary related, but uh, something that you're, you're into. Uh, or you can do an anti-rec, which has happened and is going to happen today. <laughs> Does anyone want to go first? Anyone have any strong opinions? I've got strong opinions. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm actually reading a book at the moment, and it's an old book, but it's been republished. It's called It Can't Happen Here, and it's written by Sinclair Lewis. And I think this was written in 1936 or something like that. No, 1935, sorry. And basically it's a cautionary tale of fascists or proto-fascists rising up in the United States um, and a strong strong man, big personality figure rising up through the, the ranks um, and becoming president. And it's eerily uh, familiar to politics today. So, uh, yeah, um, if you are interested in politics today and uh, you want to read some fiction, It Can't Happen Here by Sinclair Lewis. I'm going to start off with a. I'm going to start off with my anti-rec, and I'm going to close <laughs> positive. Uh, my anti-rec is: do not, under any circumstances, waste your time watching Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets. Uh, I, Too late. I hate watched it uh, for the express purpose that uh, one of my podcasts, um, "How Did This Get Made," did an episode on it, and I really wanted to get involved. That podcast has really led me to watching a whole bunch of horrible movies. <laughs> Uh, with the express purpose of enjoying it more later. It's really like a down payment for enjoyment. In this case, Has it, it, come it is enjoyment? not worth it. It's not worth it. Um, I say this as someone who watched... Um, what was what was that movie? Um, Jupiter Ascending? Yeah, so Jupiter Ascending, that I one actually paid off. Actually paid off. Real silly movie, but honestly enjoyable enough and became enjoyable. Valerian is joyless. Uh, if you watch the last twenty minutes, you are fine. The mummy, the the new one. Yes, the the third one. <laughs> that was. This that, is your anti rec. No, this is not part. I have a recommendation. I'm. I always stay positive. Okay, so I'm going to close my positive rec with. Uh, Something uh, semi-serious. If you're over 25, get a blood test this year. Please, uh, just get a blood test. At the very least, check your cholesterol. Just do something slightly adult. Pat yourself on the back. Buy Adulting of, is hard. Buy a bunch of fried chicken afterwards. You want to find out about things that are happening to you well in advance. And if you're 
uh, after 25, just get a blood test if you haven't had one this year. Are you okay, Chuck? <laughs> yeah, look, I'm, I'm just a nurse. <laughs> I'm just a nurse. I get regular blood tests for other reasons. But um, that's my wreck. Well, which takes us over to Brian. Brian, your okay. wreck. Actually, I'm going to do that anti-wreck. That, that mummy movie, do not watch it. It gets more and more ridiculous as you get to the end because they mix a lot of things. I thought it was going to be at least as good as the mummy where it was actually good. Both mummies hold up. The Brayden Fraser ones. Yeah, yeah, that that one is great. I've watched both recently, and they are very silly, but still enjoyable. So Brayden Fraser's not this one is not. No. No. It's a Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. It's a Tom Cruise problem. So you know it's going to have a lot of running. Anyways, my recommendation and um, listeners' discretion advice. Getting lost when you are traveling abroad. I, for one, do not like tours. I really hate being told where I should go and what they think I like. So usually I just pinpoint locations in a new city and then this brings back to all of the Japanese stores that I've been listing. Yeah, so I always start my day back in Japan or any other day early in the morning where traffic is not too crazy and there aren't a lot of people, but I travel around on foot and discover places and the ones that people don't really go because sometimes you'll find a gem hidden somewhere when you got lost definitely my preferred way to travel Mm. john uh recommendations it is one of my my passions obsessions (laughs) obsessions yes diana uh is the ms gas for this season 2018 um one particular design act three la clarier is inspired by william shakespeare's uh midsummer night's dream um and this design was by Edward Baribo. He hasn't done many scars for Hermes, but this particular one, I think it's both beautiful as a fashion accessory when you wear them, but it can also be done as um, if you frame it um, as a wall art, because I think the colours, the details on that is just absolutely beautiful. You've got Titania slightly covered by the moon, and, and you've got bottom, bottom still asleep on the forest floor, and it's all beautifully set up, and I think it's one of my favourites from this season. Sharon, it's you rounding out the recommendations. I know you were ready. I know, I was ready for this one. So I am recommending an Instagram account called InstaChaz with a double A. This is literally a guy who doodles on post-it notes. And I find them, like, I found this one Venn diagram that he did that just struck too close to home. And I'll link it in the show notes. But yeah, he does all sorts of odd, amusing little doodles. Um, InstaChaz. There you go. All right, well, that wraps up our episode 25. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Thank you, Hayden. Thank you, Jonathan, for uh, being our first time and hopefully not the last time hosts. Thank you yeah, for thanks. having us. Okay, thank you, Brian, for returning, taking time out from your sleep, history, from your, oh, sleep today. No hobbies. No. I'm no. starting a leatherwork course, by the way, sometimes. Oh, have you? So, yeah, I'll tell you about that later. Show, thanks, show. Sharon, once again. Thank you. Uh, as always, my name is Chucks. Until next time, listeners, ink well. Future episodes of this podcast can be found at thenibsection.com and wherever you listen to podcasts. Hop onto iTunes, rate us, review us, recommend us to your friends. Want to share your thoughts, suggestions, feedback? We'd love to hear from you. Email us at thenibsection at gmail.com. You can also comment at us on the Nib Section Facebook page or at the Nib Section on Twitter and Instagram. The Nib Section is the official podcast of Fountain Pens Oceania. Our producers this episode were Diana Dye, Chuck Montano, Sharon Zah. 
recording and editing was done by Diana Dye. Our music was composed by Michael Pierce. Our logo was designed by Will H. Smith with artwork by Melissa Graff. Thank you for listening.